hey, hey, and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the mayor, Heath Sheeran, and the host of this podcast. I am excited because it's episode number three, and I'm excited because I do love this industry. I say it every week, and I will continue to say it. I love the insurance industry, and I love the people that I've gotten to meet and become friends with along the way that have taught me so much. I've collaborated with them. I've hung out with them, and I can't wait to introduce them to you. Each and every week, we're going to do that. Each and every week, I'm going to sit down, introduce you to one of my friends in this business, and we hope to put out content that will make you a better insurance professional. Now, this week, I am super pumped to bring to you a close personal friend of mine. She is a close personal friend of my wife. She is a proud mother of two beautiful children, Garrett Henderson and Piper Henderson. She's married to the wonderful Heath Henderson. Great name, right? And she is the reigning 2019 National CSR of the Year. She is also the Arkansas PIA Young Insurance Professional of the Year for 2019. She is super talented, incredibly funny, incredibly humble. I think you're going to learn a lot from her. I think you're going to enjoy our conversation. Without further ado, my friend, Miss Mary Catherine Henderson. Hey, MK, how are you? Hey, Heath, I'm good. How are you? I am good. How's life treating you these days? Oh, uh, you know, quarantine life. It's a little, uh, the days are really long, but um, we're making it. We're healthy, so that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Hey, um, I'm excited to have you on the podcast today, and I wanted you to talk to my audience. Let's take a stroll down memory lane for a minute. Take us back as far as you want to, and let's talk about your career and what's made you so amazing and wonderful that you are. <laughs> so um, insurance is my life. It's always been my life. Uh, two weeks after I turned 16, I got a job at Arginia as a file clerk. So Arginia is a local brokerage firm here in Little Rock, and I was faxing accord applications before I knew what an accord application was. Same thing with uh, lapse notices. I didn't even know what that word meant. But um, so insurance sucked me in very early in life. I worked there in the summers and after school until I graduated high school. And then I went away to college for a whole year and flunked out and had to move home. And so um, I partied real hard and um, just didn't work out for me. So I went back to work at Arginia as a receptionist and learned real quick that $18,000 a year wasn't going to cut it. It wasn't the life I wanted. And I enrolled in school and I went to night school. So I got my associate's degree from Pulaski Tech. Then I got my insurance degree from UALR. Then I got my MBA from UALR all at night, all while working full time. And so during that time, I actually changed jobs. I went to the agency side. I've been on the agency side ever since. Um, and I started as a receptionist at Metters Adams and Lee. And I worked as a receptionist and then I worked in personal lines. Then I worked in commercial lines and then I moved to Insurance Center, which is where I currently am. And um, I'm an account manager at Insurance Center now um, and have been for six and a half years. So um, I, I feel like I've done every job there is to do on the agency side of insurance, but um, I love it. It loved me before I loved it, and um, it's made a good life for me. So I, I'm, I'm happy to be where I am. So wait, wait, let's back up a minute. You have a degree in insurance? I do. Well, so, you know, UCA is the only 
acclaimed program in the state of Arkansas for offering an insurance degree. My degree is technically in finance with an emphasis in insurance and risk management. So I took 15 hours of insurance classes in college and I actually got to do an elective and my in, I got to do an internship. And so my real job gave me three hours of college credit, which is pretty cool. And probably the most beneficial if you actually want to learn insurance is to do it in real life. And so, okay. So when you started off in the first job in the agency world, you were doing what? Personal lines, commercial lines, all the above. What were you doing at Matters, Adams and Lee? So my first job, I was a receptionist. So I went okay. from um, a receptionist at Argenia to a receptionist at Matters. And I stayed the receptionist at, uh, while I got my undergrad degree. I actually tried to quit once and go back to school full time. And they, they, uh, that just didn't work. I loved my job. They loved me. So I quit for a whole month and they made me come back. <laughs> so, um, I, it's just, it's always been a fit for me, but so yeah, I, I started as a receptionist, which I think is really good because I know not only do I know insurance, but I also know how to do the mail and how to answer the phones and how to, um, I kind of know a little bit about each part of an agency, which is, which is nice. And I think it also makes me a little more humble because I, I started at the very bottom of the totem pole. So I know what it's like to have to work your way up. All right. There you go. So now in that, okay. So you went from receptionist to personal lines. Yes. Okay. And tell me, I mean, did that, was that a tough transition for you? Was it an easy transition? How did that work out for you? Well, so, you know, as the receptionist, I did a lot uh, to help personal lines because personal lines is very automated. So I did a lot of the download stuff and things like that. So moving into personal lines wasn't that hard. Um, everybody says that personal lines is a great way to start an insurance because it's easier than commercial lines, but, um, they're so different. So I think my transition from personal lines to commercial lines was probably harder than from receptionist to personal lines, just because in personal lines, everything is very black and white. If you get told no, the answer is no. You, there is no, there's no sweet talking. There is no changing someone's mind. A, a rate is a rate is a rate. It's not going to change. So when you have that mindset and that mentality, and then you move into a world that's very gray and you can persuade someone from a no to a yes, and you can negotiate a rate and you can have a little bit of, um, you know, there's just more negotiation. It, it's different. You, you kind of have to switch your mindset. You have, so I think that transition was actually harder for me. And a home is a home is a home. But a GL code is not a G like there's just so many differences between the two worlds. And I think it's pretty cool that I know both, but um, right. I, I think that that's a, that's false when people say starting in personal lines is a great way to move to, to commercial lines, because I think you're setting yourself up and things aren't the same. So and that's um, something that when I changed from, as you know, I was commercial lines for the first 15 years of my career. And I just got into personal lines recently and it's completely a different mindset I remember trying to pick up the phone and call an underwriter and ask for credits and they laughed <laughs> at me because you don't get credits in personal ones. Like you said, it is what it is. It's black and white. And I remember thinking what an idiot I was. I had so much to learn. And so I can see where you're coming from. So that mean to say commercial lines is your first love now? You know, um, I love them both. Um, personal lines probably will always be a love of mine because it was what I did first and it's personal. So I can, I own a home and I own a car. And so it's a lot easier for me to connect with those things because I have them. I do not own a business. Um, I, as far as marketing goes and 
and growing an agency, I know it's easier to grow commercial lines or you make more money off of a commercial line sale because the premiums are larger. So um, I love that I have a job where I get to do both. I think I would be sad if I went to only having to do personal or only having to do commercial. I really enjoy getting the opportunity to still do both. And that's rare. You don't have that at a lot of agencies. No, you truly don't. And so, and that kind of fast forwards a little bit to what I wanted to talk to you about. And that is that obviously 2019 was a huge year for you personally. <laughs> and for my audience that doesn't know, this lady won two awards in 2019 that were pretty prestigious awards. One, actually, I'll let you talk about it. Tell me about your awards season. Oh, geez. Oh, come so, on. Um, now. Um, so I was honored last year at PI's uh, convention to find out that I had been awarded the professional insurance, young insurance professional uh, award for the year. And so I, I was kind of shocked because I, I don't really think I'm that young and I'm certainly not that professional, but um, I was very honored. And that's um, an award that the agents or the agent the insurance industry in Arkansas votes on. So I was very honored that people nominated me for that. Um, and then I went on to uh, participate in a contest that's done by the National Alliance for the Outstanding CSR of the Year. And so in order to participate in that, you had to write an essay and get some letters of recommendation and submit it all. Um, they sent me an email and, and said the, the contest awarded a $2,000 prize. So that's why I entered. I was like, heck yeah, I want $2,000. So I did my essay and I got my rec letters and I submitted everything. And then I got a call that I won. I was chosen for the state of Arkansas. And I was just like, well, no way. You know, that's, that's awesome. And so then I thought, well, maybe I was the only one that participated in the state of Arkansas. So maybe I shouldn't be that flattered. But then a few months later, I got a call and it turns out that I won for the whole country. So I I was 2019's national CSR of the year and I got to go to Dallas and accept my award and they give you this pin with a, a diamond in it and um, I can I, I jokingly considered myself uh, Miss Insurance America. So my family bought me a crown and um, I really felt like a queen and it was wonderful and um, yes 2019 was a great year for me. I also um, we expanded our family. I just had a baby. So uh, 2019 was full of surprises. We moved. We did lots of other great things too. So um, yeah, it, it was a good year. <laughs> that, that is a huge year. And one of the things I, I read part of the essay, it was posted publicly on Insurance Journal. And I read this and part of your thing talked about communication and how you feel like that was something that you do very well is communicating not only with your boss, but also with your clients, with your underwriters. And I feel like that that is a superpower. I've known you for a long time now. And I, that's a superpower of yours in general. If you can't tell already, MK likes to talk. But <laughs> tell me tell me a little bit more about that. That's put in your essay for a reason. So tell me why and how you feel about that. Absolutely. So I think communication is the biggest part of our job, probably a lot of jobs, but, but a CSR's job for sure. Um, not only do I have to communicate with my boss, you know, my producer brings in the business. We got to talk about what it is, what, what I got to do. Then I have to sell that piece of business to my underwriters. So not only do I have to sell it to my customer, but I got to sell it to get a, get a quote in the first place. 
So communication between that field is, is very important, but then I also have to be in good communication with my insurance. So a lot of times producers are the ones that you think of as making the sale, right? They're the ones that get out in front of an insured and, and close the deal. But I'm the one that talks to the insured after that. Anytime they need to make a change or have a claim, they, they call me, they deal with me. Same thing goes on the underwriter side. You know, my producer goes out in front of the insured to make the make the sale, but I'm the one that's selling it to the underwriters. So, so communication between all those lines in the insurance chain is important. And um, I, I think that I, that's something I love. I do love to talk. You do too. Thank you very much. Um, but I think that's, that's why I love my job because I get to talk to a lot of people and building those relationships is by far the most important part of my job. Why do you think I started a podcast? Of course I love to talk, <laughs> you know? And so I figured, you know, Stacy told me you need to find a hobby through this whole quarantine thing. I was like, you know what? I like to talk and I love the insurance business. I'll just introduce people to my friends in the business and start a podcast. So yeah. yes. Um, but on a, on a, back to you for a minute. So communication, you brought up something about underwriters uh, and a lot of CSRs do a really good job with this, but a lot of them may not understand, especially producers, I feel like, may not understand how important that is to have that relationship with the underwriter. And so I would love for you to, to talk about that a few minutes. What is that like day to day and how important is that in your role as a customer service rep? By the way, stop me for a second before you get started. When I'm calling on agents, and I'm visiting with agencies, that is a huge debate. CSR, account manager, there's people that get offended. You know, is that something that offends you? Is that something you're okay with? Obviously, you're the national CSR of the year, but talk to me about that a second. Well, so, no, that doesn't offend me. I think that I kind of use them interchangeably, CSR, account manager. Um, my title doesn't define my job. So, my job is is anything and it changes every day. So I don't really care what my title, like you can call me whatever you want to. It doesn't change the job that I do. So no, I don't take offense to that. I think a lot of people do. And I would tell them that, that it does, in my opinion, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can be the president of peons. Does that, that makes you feel better, but it, it doesn't change um, your daily tasks it doesn't change your responsibilities um and i'm very much a team player so a lot of days i wear different hats so a lot of days i can be a producer and i can be a claims manager and i can be an accountant and i can be so many other things and so i think putting so much emphasis on a job title it, it that to me i don't take it personally so and i would hope other people don't either but i know i, I agree with you a lot of people are really wrapped up in, in in what they're called and i don't think they should be okay i agree with you now Back to my underwriter question. <laughs> so relationships are key in this business. It is all about relationships and personal. Like you, you, you need to learn, you need to, to know your people personally. So I think that the associations in our state and all of the things that we do as groups helps to build those relationships. So in my opinion, it is vital for you to get to know your carrier partners. So go to those happy hours, go be a part of 
the food bank when we go, you know, do can drives or, or do things like that. Because the way that you're going to build your book of business, the way that you're going to be successful is to to build your relationships. So that being said, I love my underwriters. I know them personally. I love them. Most, all of them. I really like all of my underwriters and I, and I've gotten to know them personally through all of those different channels. And so then when it comes time to do business, they know me, they trust me. They know what I'm sending them. I know what I'm sending them. And I, and I try to feel out who wants what kind of business and send it accordingly. So um, this entire business is all about relationships. There's a lot of processing and there's a lot of, you know, detail stuff, but writing the writing of the business is all relationship based. And those are all very important. Is there a, a tip or a trick that you could give that helps other CSRs with their underwriters I know that in my career, I've seen people send flowers to their underwriters. I've seen people, you know, send chocolates, birthday cards, kind of like you would do with your clients. But is there something that you could tell a CSR out there that might be able to help them in that relationship or an agent for that matter? Well, so, I, you know, I don't know that I send, I've, I've never really sent a lot of gifts, um, but I know my underwriters. I'm friends with them on Facebook. So I know their kids' names. I know I know their personal interests. And I try to be engaged in their lives. And I also know the kind of business that they want to write. So I don't waste their time sending them stuff that they're not interested in. And um, I try to keep it pretty friendly and pretty casual in, in my correspondence. And I think that helps. I think becoming friends with your carriers is a good thing. So I don't, I mean, I'm sure everyone loves flowers, right? Like, yes, and flowers, but I don't know that that's necessary. I think being mindful of their time and being personal, personable with them. And, and, you know, I feel like I know how many favors I can pull out of an underwriter a year and kind of keeping a tally. So of, it's, a, uh, it's a timing thing. You got to figure right? out. Right. Um, of, of, okay, it's your turn to, like, to, to do me a favor. I did you this last month. Now it's your turn. So I think kind of being mindful of all those things is, is absolutely important. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so working where you're working now, I've heard you say, and I know this to be true, you have a pretty awesome boss and a good relationship with your boss, and he treats you pretty well. Um, if you were to sit down and talk to agency principals, agency owners out there, put that hat on for a minute, consult with them. What is it that they could do to retain good employees, to make work-life balance easier for a CSR, and to make a CSR want to stay? Oh, so many things. Like That's such a good, que good question. Um, yes, I have a, an amazing boss. Um, and we work very well together. He he does not enjoy uh, social events. He's very quiet and very, um, he just kind of, he just doesn't enjoy being out in the limelight. Well, I do. I love that. I love socializing in any way, shape, or form. And so he allows me the opportunity to go and do those things. And I'm going to tell you that getting to go to convention um, is probably one of the highlights of my year. I really enjoy getting to be with all of my people for a few days and just have some fun. And I think that because he allows me to do that, I know I'm not, there aren't many CSRs that get that opportunity and it's such a great opportunity. And I think so many more CSRs would benefit from that time with carriers and that time with marketing reps, just so they can get to know each other 
personally. Um, so that's one thing that, that I get to do. I get to go and participate in a lot of um, volunteer opportunities during the day. He, li- he likes me to be involved in our community. And so I get to go and, 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 and do that. I mean, he knows I'm going to get my work done. He knows, he trusts that, that the work will be done. And so he allows me the opportunities to go um, do some volunteering. Those things are important. He also, during this time of quarantine, um, has allowed me to work from home. So that's nice. And that being able to work from home is so crucial for someone with two small kids. Um, being able to go start a load of laundry, um, you know, during the day is, is, is great. Putting dinner in a crock pot, like in being here. I mean, all of those things are just, um, are, are just reasons why I love my job. Now the, the compet- compensation is wonderful and, and, and that benefits package is amazing, but we have a very good understanding of how, how we work and how we work together. And because we're open about those things, you know, I don't, I don't want to leave. I think a lot of agency principals are worried that if they let their good CSRs out of the office or off their leash, that they're going to find something better and, and they're going to leave. But I think what I would tell them is that if you make your agency a place that people love, they're not going to, they're not going to go to these events seeking other employment. They're going to go, and benefit. You know, I feel like both agencies you've worked for that I know of all had great environments to work in and they had great culture and not all agencies have that kind of culture. What what would you say sets your two employers apart from most others or what makes that culture so much different than others? Well, it's crazy. So, you know, I'm 33. Um, I started in insurance when I was 16. So now we're, we're at half of my life. I've been in insurance. Um, I stayed at my first agency for seven years and I've been almost seven years here. Um, so I don't move around a lot. Obviously I, I was very happy at both places. Um, and it is the culture that, that kept me there for so many years. And um, my agencies are like family. And I think a lot of insurance folks are like family. We are, we're all, we are a big family now, man, we're a twisted family, but we're a family. Um, and I think that that's so important um, to be able to socialize with the people that you work with makes going to work not that bad. So um making your place of employment a place that people enjoy going would be number one on the list for sure. I also know, well, going back to your college days, I know you <laughs> love Euler and you have gotten involved with Euler and at your previous place of employment, they allowed you to get involved with a company or a, an event called Riverfest. And I know that where you work now They've allowed you to be super involved in both state associations, Big I and PIA, and you've been involved in a lot of those things. Do you feel like that's something that helps you a lot too? Is that a part of your, what makes you MK? Absolutely. So also I'm really involved in my high school too. So I'm on the board at Little Rock Central High and do an event for them called Tiger Fest. So education is really important to me, whether it be insurance education or, you know, college education. I, I, I really um, am a big contender for education. So yes, that's very important. That's important to me as a person. I need that community involvement. I need to feel like I'm helping people. I need to feel um, like something I can do matters. And so 
being able to have an employer that allows me to go and, and, and do those things is great. But it also is great for him because I'm out in the community, you know, saying I work at insurance center. What can I help you with? Who can I, what can I do for you from an insurance point of view while I help volunteer for whatever it may be? So yes, Riverfest was very dear to my heart and I'm very sad that it is no longer. Um, but I do try to find some of those things to fill my time because th that's important to me. Giving back to our community is very important to me. So I think it's funny back to what you were saying earlier, there's so many agency principals that are afraid to let their people out, but you're saying quite the contrary while you're out and about you're obviously you're selling the agency. You're selling the idea of, dude, I work for an insurance company or an insurance agency. I can help you. And so Clay, your boss, is obviously benefiting from that. And I find that fascinating that you bring that up. So we're going to switch for just a minute. And I want you to put on your, your CSR trainer hat, so to speak. If you were <laughs> talking to a bunch of or a class of brand new CSRs coming into the business, what advice would you give them to be the most efficient or the best CSR they could be? Oh, you know, that makes me so happy. First, I'd say welcome because there we need you. We we need young people desperately. We need young people. Um, it, you don't see a lot of them. So welcome, welcome. We're glad you're here. Uh, second, I think I'd tell them that the most important thing I think for me has always been to be a team player. I think that's why I've been successful is because I don't ever say the words, that's not my job, or I can't do that, or go find someone else. I mean, I really, I, I really try to help in any way that I can. And I think that's a very important trait to make it far in life is to be a team player. Um, I also think that education is very important. Our industry is changing every day. So get learned, go somewhere, get, get some smart, continue to read, read about you know, when carriers send you emails, don't delete them, read them, stuff like that. I think that's very important. I also think that back to being a team player, I have learned more from the ladies that have done this job longer than I've been alive than I ever learned in college. So to go and ask questions and know that these women have been doing this for years and, and they're there to help. I mean, that we are all a team. We're we, the only way an agency is going to be successful is if we all work together. So that's, that's more of that team player stuff. I also think that it's important to be involved. So I've been successful in writing business because I'm involved. I, I try to, to go to as many association events as I can. I try to be involved in our community. I try to be personable with my carriers and my insureds. Um, because I think all of those things have made me successful. So I think that those would be some words of wisdom. I hope I'm not leaving anything out, but that's a good starting point. No, I think that's fantastic. And I do believe like you that this industry, the more you're involved, the more you're going to get out of it personally, and the more you're going to get out of it professionally as well. And, you know, I feel like some of my best friends in this industry, including you, are people I've met, you know, through events and through being out and about. And it, it's wild to me that we work in an industry that's like that. I truly believe that we work in the greatest industry ever. And I'm glad to know that you represent that as well. Now, we are in a, a place right now where I truly believe our industry is changing right before our eyes because of this pandemic. And there's so many people working from home. Now, you've got a newborn and you've got a three-year-old and you're trying to balance out a book of business and keep renewals alive and work on new business. How in the world are you doing that right now? And Do you have any advice 
do you have a routine or do you have anything <laughs> that you're doing or are you just flying by the seat of your pants every day? Oh, a lot of wine and a lot of prayer. Um, no, I, uh, <laughs> I have a really good support system and I always have. Like that's one reason that I think I've been successful is because I have a family and a husband that, that back me up any way that they can. I do think your routine has been hard. I have a six week old, so routine isn't really a thing, but um, I, we try. I have a three year old. We try to keep him in a routine that helps. I try to limit my time on my computer to just a few hours a day while I'm home alone with the kids, just so I can spend some time with, um, with them. I'm technically on maternity leave. Um, I don't, I, I, that I don't really need a maternity leave. I love my job. Um, having some, some success in my job every day really helps my self-esteem. So being a new mom, um, is hard and that's hard on, on me to, to kind of wrestle with that. So to be able to win at my job every day, it's beneficial to me. So I'm not working because I have to, I'm working because I want to, I love my job. Um, but trying to limit that helps. Um, I also think that we're in a world, we've always been an eight to five kind of world. So like, you know, our office is open eight to five. If you call after five, we'll deal with you the next day. But I don't know that that's really necessary. So I um, can work a lot better in the evenings after my kiddos go to bed or once my husband gets home from work. So I think kind of changing that mindset that it, we have to be sitting at a desk from eight to five. That's not really, that's not really the case, nor is that, nor can I do that right now. So I think we are totally in a different world. Um, I've never gotten to work from home really. And I'm hoping that after this is over, I'll kind of continue to get at least at some time at home just because it is, I enjoy it. I enjoy getting to be here with my kids. Did that answer your question? Did I, did I no, go off good. topic there? No, no, no. That was, that was great. I truly, I believe that there'll be people working from home right now that may never go back to a traditional work environment. And so, you know, there's some people that have to get up every morning and take a shower and put their clothes on and be ready for the day. And there's some people that thrive better in their pajamas. It's whatever works for you. And then there's some that need a routine and some that don't. But I would just tell people, you know, find what works for you and be consistent with it. And it's good to hear that you're trying to do that. But I um, also love what you said, you know, about, you know, winning every day at your work helps you. And I think going back to what you're talking about earlier, you know, that's another thing that sets you apart. And I've talked to Clay about this, that he loves working with you because his clients are your clients and you treat them as if you're getting commission on them, even though you don't. But... <laughs> The fact that you're taking those clients in as your own and it hurts you when you lose and it makes you happy when you win, that's unique in my opinion. And anyhow, go ahead. Well, yeah. So uh, we have lost many since I've been with Clay. Clay has great relationships with his customers and that's all him. That's, I would like to think that they're pleased with me and, and that's why they stick around, but that's, that's Clay too. Um, but we have lost a few and I've cried. Like I've gone in his office and I've cried and he's it's like, you get it together. What's wrong with you? I'm like, I, I, didn't, I didn't want him to go. Um, I do. I take it all very personally. These are my people. Same with the, the, the carrier side too. Those relationships are just as important. I'm a people person. I love my people. And so I do take it all very personally um, because it's my job and um, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of, of, of what I've accomplished. And so I think that sense of pride really shows in my work for sure. But it also, I'm never going to be an eight to five person. If somebody emails me at nine o'clock at night and I'm awake and I read it, I'm going to answer you. 
um, if I can. And I, that's just kind of how I've always been. And I do love, I love my people very much. And, and so I think, um, but you gotta have that passion to be successful. You gotta, you gotta love what you do or you, why, why are you doing it? That's kind of how I feel. And I do love what I do. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm coming up against hoping a baby doesn't wake up anytime soon, but <laughs> I could carry on a conversation with you forever and we probably will off air later. But, um, so I know you're passionate about this business like I am, and you and I both agree there needs to be more young people. If there's anybody that happens to stumble upon this show that's not in the insurance business, what would you say to recruit a young person or anybody to this business? Because like I said, you and I both love it. So what I've always thought is that insurance can be taught. So like I can teach you the definition of special form coverage. Like I, I don't, I don't need you to know that we can teach you that, but if you've got the personality that loves to deal with people and you love to be kind of in a, in a, you know, you love to win like things like that. Those kinds, I mean, there's just certain traits that I think we all possess that make it, that make this job good for us. Um, I think if you've got those traits and I don't care if you're a waitress, I don't care if you're a hairstylist and whatever you may be, I can teach you insurance. So I think that's really important to learn. So if you're listening to this and you don't really like what you're doing and you think you might want to change, I think insurance is great. Is We're always going to have to have it. Like if you look at this certain time, like the time that we're in right now, even with all of these jobs closing or people losing their jobs, I still have one, you know, insurance is going to be around. We're always going to need it always, always. So that's something to consider no matter where you go, no matter if you move, whatever, wherever you are, insurance will provide you a career. And there's so many different types of careers in our industry. So I think young people, nobody like when they're a kid says, I want to be an insurance agent. I mean, like, that doesn't happen. And that's not what I dreamed I would do, but it's been a wonderful choice for me and it has awarded me so many opportunities. So I'm really proud of, of the career that I picked. It may yeah. have picked me, but I'll say I picked it. Right. You know, and that's one of the things that, you know, I'm a second generation insurance agent and my wife is a second generation insurance person and we still tried not to get into it. But since we've fallen into it, both of us love it so much, as you know, and I would just hope that if anybody does hear this and hears that from Mary Catherine, that you would be interested in being involved as well. Um, Now, with that being said, I I, I do have to close this down because I know a baby's going to wake up any minute now. Yeah. Uh, and I get that. I've got three of them at home myself. So uh, National CSR of the Year, Young Insurance Professional of the Year. I appreciate you giving me a little bit of time oh, and hanging out. You are one of my favorite people in the world. And I look forward to more and more conversations. This podcast goes on and I'll probably see you later on tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. Have a good one. Bye. Oh, I'm out. Hey guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me and Mary Catherine today in Insurance Town. I truly hope that our conversation added value to your day today. And I want to continue to add value with each and every one of these podcasts. And in order to do that, I'm going to need your feedback. So if you'll do me a favor, first of all, go up and subscribe to this podcast and give me a rating. And then go into your email, shoot me an email at heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. Give me your good feedback your negative feedback, if you have any guests you would like for me to bring on, content you would like for me to discuss, I would love to hear all of that. Insurance Town Podcast is produced by Ready Set Podcast. 
They make podcasting so easy for me. They take care of my recording, my editing, my publishing. They can record on location or remotely over the internet. If you've got a great idea for a podcast, please don't hesitate. Look them up, readysetpodcast.xyz, or you can find them on Facebook or Instagram. Ready, set, podcast, turning your brilliant idea into a reality. Again, as your mayor of Insurance Town, I want to say thank you for visiting. Hope to see you again next time.